Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sci-Fi Unchained. So, right now, I well, something that's been rattling around in my head uh, past couple of days is what kind of ship I would want. Now, me, I want all kinds of spaceships. I want a personal fighter. I want a bomber. I want a stealth ship. I want a carrier. I want a capital ship, a battle cruiser. I even think that a sniper ship would be really stinking cool. Like a stealth sniper ship, right? Something fires something similar to a Mac cannon. Maybe like the galaxy gun from Star Wars Legends. But I wanted to start off with what kind of capital ship I would want. And first things first, engines. Uh, you, for your ideal ship, you need redundancy on, on top of redundancy. If a system fails, you have to have backups on backups. It's how airplanes work. It's how submarines work. It should be how your ideal capital ship works. So, engines. You need four main engines for your hyperspace your, high, your hyperspace engines, and you need, I would say, six for sublight. Because say your hyperspace goes out, it gets damaged, it gets totally wrecked, uh, something happens to it. Your only recourse while repairing it is your sublight engines. And if you're carrying a bulky capital ship, like I'm about to do, then you definitely need to rely on your sublights. So I would get six strong sublight engines <clears throat> and put them all on the tail end of your ship. But something I would also include, which I don't see in a lot of sci-fi, are uh, thrusters. I think it'd be important to have at least one, two, three, four, five, six, six sets of directional thrusters um, that could be a supplementary to your sublights. Uh, one on the top of the ship, one on the bottom, two directly on the sides, and then two more um, in between the ones you have on the sides and the one on the bottom. Now, these you would use to direct, not direct, but steer the ship. Well, direct the ship, yeah. You'd use them to direct the ship. So that, that's something that I've kind of always thought was strange. It makes sense if you're in a, a sailboat, a ship on the ocean, you just turn a rudder and it angles the, the direction of the ship. But just making the engines power on. I guess you could throttle the power you give to each engine. Maybe that's how the rudder of, of a spaceship works. Not sure. So, yeah, that's what I would definitely use. And if that's so, I wouldn't want to take away from the power of my sublights. Right? Um, so, what's going to be defending my ship? First off, you have to have thick 
hull armament. If your shields go down, your the integrity of your ship has to be held together by its hull and its supporting uh, systems, right? So your hull has to be really strong, and I would make it out of, say, Cortosis or even Beskar gun. If you could get an entire ship of lightsaber-proof metal, holy crap. <laughs> That'd be some really stinging cool. Ooh, maybe even... Okay, here's what I would do in, in, a, in a perfect world perfect sci-fi world, I would have a blend of adamantium, trinium from the Stargate universe, uh, which is a very uh, dense and, and powerful heat-resistant metal, uh, and Beskar. So your, your hull is already looking really strong just because of the base metals that you're using. But... I would make it really, really thick. I would make it at least a couple of meters thick worth of worth of hull. But not only would I do that, I would have uh, cross guard beams with about a meter, meter and a half worth of um, worth of space in between the outer hull and the inner hull. And the inner hull would be uh, much smaller. It'd be maybe only a couple of feet uh, in in depth, right, in thickness. And in between those two hulls, I would put my sensor arrays, my, my communication arrays, um, advanced sensors, maybe even a cloaking field, a couple of cloaking devices and my shields. Now my shields, shields are incredibly important to any ship that you're gonna have, right? I never understood why ships didn't have shield generator upon shield generator. If one fails, oop, turn the other one on, you have full shields. So I would definitely do that. I would have at least four shield generators worth. Uh, something to the extent of, say, Mon Calamari shields. In the Star Wars Empire War game, they have the uh, they have the ability to overload their shields, which, as soon as their shields go way, way down, press the overload, and they shoot all the way back up, I would definitely get Mon Calamari shields. They're the strongest shields in the Star Wars universe. But something I would also get is the Yuzhang Vong Dovin Basil technology. I would reverse engineer that to make it work with technology instead of the Dovin Basil uh, organic form, right? Because it's a creature creating a black hole that absorbs projectiles and lasers and stops anything from damaging the ship that it's attached to, it's growing out of. So I would reverse engineer that to make it work through technological means and install that in my ship. So if somebody shoots something like say a Mac cannon or a death star laser, something huge that I am scared will uh, crack the hull of my ship. 
then I'm throwing up a black hole to absorb all of it. Now, the Dovin, ba the Dovin basils could be overloaded. That's, that's an Achilles heel with the Dovin basils. Their, their system could overload and the, the black hole could only absorb so much before it ran out. Which is why it's, it's, and this is what I'm talking about, redundancy, right? It's a defense mechanism. It's a, it's a highly advanced shield. Now, sensors. What kind of sensor arrays do I want? Well, I want two sensor arrays. I want uh, two standard sensor arrays. So if one of them gets knocked out, one of them gets destroyed, uh, my hole gets cracked, whatever. Uh, I want one on the top and bottom of my ship inside the outer hull. Now, standard sensors, they're there to tell you everything, anything and everything about the world around you in, say, a light year, yeah, a light year span around your ship. So any incoming ships, asteroids, planets, stars, solar winds, asteroids, anything that is around your ship, your sensors are supposed to be able to give you a readout of what that is, give you advanced details, all that good jazz. Now, advanced sensor arrays, those span a system-wide, right? So they're supposed to be able to tell you what's going on in the entire solar system that you're in, or even beyond, if you get Advances, advanced sensor arrays that are strong enough. What else do you need? Life support. Life support is something that you should have in abundance. This is where redundancy comes in again, right? So I, I would get several different types of life support systems. I would get the one that um, reuses oxygen that creates more oxygen. I, this is where I would dip into Star Trek, right? Because they can, they have their, um, they have their machines that can create anything. They can create oxygen for the crew. They can synthesize oxygen. So I would definitely do that. Um, something else I would do would be to uh, have, strangely enough, a garden. Get some plants in there that can soak up all of that carbon dioxide and create you some fresh oxygen because you're going to get tired of that synthetic stuff. And it might have some adverse effects down the line. You never know. Now, what about the shape of my ship? So this is my capital ship. This is my big boy, my flagship. There's a ton of designs out there that look great but I'll probably go with some amalgamation of, say, a Praetor Star Destroyer. Now, granted, it's going to be big. Well, okay, that, that's kind of cheating because a Praetor is a battlecruiser. Hmm. Okay. How about a MC-80 Home 1 type? 
but it has gold styles on it. So it has like, okay, so MC80 home one type, but imagine two gold Hatak cruisers like clipped inside of it, I guess. So you got like the pyramid peaks peeking out. Um, maybe that's where I house my advanced sensor arrays. Um, and you throw on the extra armor, glider bays. That's another thing. It has to have fighter carrying capability. Now, it's not a dedicated carrier. That's a completely different thing. But you have to have enough fighter carrying capability to both protect yourself, to send out uh, scouts and bombers, shuttles, maybe even a frigate or two. It needs to be as all-purpose as it can possibly be for whatever kind of situation. Mm. And I, I wouldn't have a bridge that has an exposed viewport. I don't know why science fiction does that. It's, it's really silly because all, all the enemy has to do is, okay, there's their bridge. Aim every missile we have at that window. <laughs> They're going to get most of them. All it takes is one really heavy, high and high yield missile in boom fight over. <laughs> uh, I would have it in probably towards the nose of my ship, but definitely somewhere secure, somewhere uh, where I can have a large command staff where everything is spread out, nothing is cluttered, and I would probably have it look kind of like the interior of a Star Destroyer command deck. Matter of fact, all of the ones that I'm thinking of either look like the Star Trek ones, which kind of looks like the Battlestar Galactica ones, the Expanse ones, um, or the uh, the Star Wars ones, where you have the trench, right? Well, why not both? Why not have the Star Trek style in the back and in the front of the command deck, you have the Star Destroyer-esque trench. I don't see why not. Now, what else would I have in, in terms of the interior of my ship? Uh, definitely a couple of barrackses, uh, several mess halls. Definitely need some R&R, some uh, recreational facilities, maybe a bar, a massage parlor, because something, something that you really need to keep up in your crew is morale. You don't want a mutiny on your hands, right? You want the people serving under you to think the best of you at all times, but you also want to be a really good leader. And a really good leader looks out for their people. So give them a break every now and then. That's all I've, I can think of at the moment. So just an overview. 
incredibly strong shields, redundant shields, and multiple defense systems. Oh, missiles, turbo lasers, guns, that's what I want. Okay, so in terms of offensive capability, I really want something like a Mac, a heavy, heavy particle cannon that, say, energy shields aren't going to be able to stop very well. Now, there are things called particle shields that are supposed to deflect things like asteroids and debris and whatnot, but they're typically not dialed up as strong as uh, deflector shields, as, as shields that repel lasers and, and the like, or uh, ion cannons. Ion cannons, that's another thing you need. You need tons of ion cannons. Um, I think a standard Imperial One Star Destroyer has 20, 15? Let me see. So I certainly want, uh, okay, let's see. Heavy, uh, it has 60 heavy turbo lasers and 60 ion cannons. Holy crap. Mm. But how much good does all that do them, really? They're big and slow. Okay. Okay. Here's what I want. I want two heavy mech cannons that can bust open the face of a Star Destroyer. Because they're going to have shields that'll repel any kind of turbo laser attack I throw at them. Or I can hit them with something that will overload the particle shields. Missiles. I want missile tubes. I want tons and tons of missile tubes all along both sides of my ship. And... Uh, you certainly need anti-fighter capability. So smaller turbo laser turrets for sure, dotting all of the top of my ship and the bottom. You also have to protect your engines, right? So I want to do what the uh, executor-style ships do and have a big fin over the... Uh, the the butt end of my ship to cover the engines and put a bunch of armament back there, anti fighter for sure, because that's a that's a very useful strategy in space combat. Is you send your fighters and bombers after the enemy's engines and they can't go anywhere, and if you hit them hard enough, they'll probably cripple the ship. So you want to defend your engines as as well as you possibly can. So I think I'll take the Imperial 1 standard loadout, but instead of regular heavy turbo lasers, I want quad turbo lasers. So give me 30 quad turbo lasers, 60 heavy ion cannons, and I'll go with, say, 50 heavy missile pods 
and split them up. Uh, the, the turbo lasers and the anti-fighter turrets on the top and the bottom and the back. And split up the ion cannons and the missile pods on the sides. And have the heavy max in front. This is a this is a big guy. This is a big ship. <laughs> and it's redundancy on top of redundancy. Which it and it might look ungainly, it might look like a like a bad designed ship, but in the end it's fast, it has maneuverability, it has souped up armor, it has incredible shields, dove and basal technology and enough armament to take out a whole fleet of Star Destroyers. Not to mention the kind of fighters I want, which I'll talk about in a later episode. Speaking of which, that will be all for right now, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, and stick around for more sci-fi sci Unchained content. So for now, live long and prosper, my friends, and may the Force be with us all.